0: Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, one of my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there it's in houston texas there's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well so you can watch the event live plus you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well with an array of expert speakers including myself interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before please know in person there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate.
1: So, conversations with God, chapters five, six, seven, and eight. But before we get started, there are certain. I want to pose everyone a question with growing up. We've all been taught something else. We've all been taught something. But when we get older, we start realizing it's not what was taught. So the question I want to pose this evening is, what have you learned about God now versus what you were taught about God? And see, for me, I've always, when when Antonio first started teaching me more about the Bible, because I asked him. Because I had this curiosity about God, and, and it's not that I didn't know who he was, but I didn't know who he was. Like, I didn't have that relationship with him because I didn't think I could. Because to me, God was this amazing deity that didn't want to have anything to do with my dirty self. You know, how we get when we, we grow up, we do whatever we do, and we just don't think that we're good enough to even walk into a church. But as I started learning from Antonio, my curiosity just started burning like who is god actually and he he told me which type of bible to use he said how do you want to learn like how how do you actually want to want to learn and i told him i said i want to read the bible like a storybook and so he directed me to the proper it's the new living translation it's a study bible but is written in chronological order. So all of Luke, all of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not separated out. They're all intertwined with how the story actually when It's in chrono, so I can actually read it like a story and then the study notes are absolutely amazing. But I realized growing, the more I studied, the more I read about him. And then I have another another book uh, called The Mission of God. Let me tell y'all something. (laughs) <laughs> I have to read some stuff and I'm that's the way you that's the way you recommend it to me and so I'm sitting here and I'm reading all these things and then here comes conversations with God and I'm sitting here and I'm like man everything I've been taught about God my whole the whole concept of God to me is really different than what I was taught growing up so my, my whole concept of God now is, is I can actually talk to him like I'm talking to you guys. And I didn't think I could do that. I thought I had to be of a certain caliber of Christian in order for me to have a relationship with God. I thought I had to be a certain type of cleanliness. To have a direct conversation with God, I didn't even think I could have a direct conversation with God. But the, the I, th- I really thought God was ashamed of me. But the more and more I read, the more and more I was like, wait a minute, God is not really what we perceive Him to be growing up or what we're taught. And conversations with God completely, uh, it. it It made me feel like I always felt about God, but wasn't sure that he's actually a friend. He's actually a father. He's actually someone I can go to and actually have a conversation with and get answers from. And not the kind of, not the, not the answers that are like, not not the, the, the yes friends. He's not the, sure, yeah, yeah. No, he's a, okay, look, you asked me for an answer. I'm gonna give you an answer. You may not like it, but it's the answer I got for you. So I want to know from each of you, from when you started off and you started learning about God until today, what have you noticed differently? Like, how has your perception of God changed? And the floor is open. (laughs) Miss Karen said, child, (laughs) come on.
2: Talk to us, talk to us on this evening. I just, I don't know. I've always been in love with God. I've always been connected to God, but like it was the doctrine that had me oppressed. So I would just have to say now it's more of the enjoyment of the fullness of the spirit realm um, without the pressure and without the concern. You know, I do have difficult times. I just had a very, very difficult couple of months, but it was just like, it wasn't what it used to be. Based off what I knew about, you know, from what I was taught, going through things was so much harder. Now, and now it's just like, you know what it is. You have that understanding. So you're at peace in the midst of chaos.
1: Mm. All right, Miss Kara. I, I tell you, that God is something else. Go, go ahead, uh, Prophet Linsome. The floor is yours.
3: Yeah. What for, for me is God is love when I was raising up in church, was raised up in church, you were sent to hell for everything you did. You're going to hell for this, you're going to hell for that. And even if you went to the movies, that's not God. You know, even if you went to the beach, that's not God. You know, so a lot of this doctrine has taught me different than now that I know God from a personal Level, and on this personal level, is joy, peace, happiness. It's not always sinning. Now, if you sin and you don't repent, of course, there's a there's a price to pay. But what I mean is, just different things doctrine had you to where you were scared to do anything. So that's my point on it
1: all right thank you so much for sharing that i do understand it was it was like the smallest thing if you didn't go here if you were not supposed to go there you're not supposed to leave you're not supposed to watch that it was that growing is like is the difference it's like as you get older and you start coming into your own realization about things it's like that first that first sign is you get angry like wait a minute no, at first, it's like, wait, is that really what it is? And then you start getting angry, like, wait, that really is what it is in all these years? <laughs> so, man, it's, it's to me, it's been a rod completely. Miss Michelle, go ahead. The floor is yours.
4: Um, so, I, I was actually talking about this last night to somebody. When I was young, I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost at a very young age, at the age of five. So as you know, as you grow up, you hear what everybody say, what everybody teach you. And you be like, okay, okay, okay. But I'll be 45 in December. And I can definitely say, you don't know God till you get out on your own. Yeah, you don't know God till you put the word of God to the test. You don't know mm-hmm. God to me. You don't know God Based on what you was taught, all that goes down the drain when you start experiencing Him for yourself. Um, I have had many accounts with God, and I'm like, "Oh, so this what it is? Oh, okay, Lord, thank you." You know, something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, some things. I'm like, you know, they like the gentleman said, they told you not to go. You can't go to the movies. You can't do this, you can't do that. You can't put on makeup. You know, I told God, some people need makeup, Lord. (laughs) Even my old pastor said that. Some of y'all need makeup. Just do, do some little foundation. But I had to, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, I had to find out God for myself and let him teach me what I had already read in his word. But then, because I was young, you know, it wasn't much to manifest in my life. But as I got older... I had to learn how to walk and trust him. I knew what he meant when he said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. We so good for doing things for ourselves. And he'd be like, okay. And he'll, God will let you do what you want to do. And then when you fall flat on your face, he'd you. be like, I'm still here. <laughs> You'd be like, okay, God, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. So some of the words and some of the passage scriptures in the Bible. You know, you know. They say, "Be ye holy, for I am holy." You know, that's what the Word of God says, and all that wonderful stuff. But you just have to go to God for yourself. Anybody, you can hear what everybody else said, but like the Word of God said, "Test the spirit by the spirit." So, whatever somebody's preaching, they put a scripture to it. Make sure that scripture is for that for that type of sermon, because we take the the Word of God and the scriptures out of context. So, you know there's one scripture where Paul says, but my God shall supply all my needs. We take that out of context because when he said it, it was because the people was helping him and giving to him unto his ministry. And he was saying, if he do the work of the Lord, God will supply all his needs. That's what that means. You know, so you just have to make sure you read the beginning of the chapter and the end of the chapter before you quote a scripture in the middle of the chapter. All right, but you know, try to try the spirit, try the word of God, have your own encounter, Um, test the word of God for yourself. And trust me, you don't have to ask God to show you, he'll put you through a trial and tribulation where you'll find out for yourself. So.
1: All right. All right, ma'am. That, that, that read the first, the beginning of the chapter, end of the chapter. That's one of the things that I learned from Antonio. He was like, people take one verse and they break it down how they want to break it down but they never read the verse before and the verse after because there's so much more there and while i was reading conversations
4: with god there was a part in here that okay. Okay. <laughs> right, the ahead, and they be ly- They be lying too on those scriptures because <laughs> they didn't read the scripture before and they didn't read the scripture afterwards so they be lying. i'd be like that's not what that word of god means
1: Go on
5: about
6: your business, <laughs> <son>. <laughs> Right? Right? Go ahead, Miss Tanya. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, um, just the questions that I've been on the calls, you know, today, the one at 12 noon and last week, and the calls that Antonio just put out, That really, I'm like, wait a minute. Like, I've never, ever, ever heard it like that before. And see, I I have a master's in biblical studies, and I'm like, wait a minute! I have never ever, out of all the classes I've been in, and never heard my teacher say anything like this, like this before. So it made me go back and look at the stuff again. I'm like, wait a second here! I never ever looked at it like that. So you know, I really enjoy the those classes that make you go back and study again and um, really get the gist of what the word is saying because like everyone is saying, you go back off of what everybody else is saying. It's like, well, that's what they said, that's what they interpreted, but who says that is right? And I missed a call this morning, he put out a question and I had to get off, so I'm gonna need to record him for that because there was something about the truth. I was like, wait a minute, I never heard that before. I need to hear this, but I had to get off the call because there's some stuff going on. But just the questions that he put out, it's just like, wow. I ain't never heard it like that before. So, you know, it's very interesting. It's, it's, it's new to me, but I love it. I love it. So um, that's all I had to say. No, thank you, Ms. Tanya. Thank you for sharing. I'm
1: going to share a story with you guys because it was, Ms. Tanya would break down some information for you. So Antonio has a master's in re, re, remind me again Anton, he has a master's in theological mm-hmm. studies he was pre, president of the honor society he also has a bachelor's in Christian in a, a bachelor's in Christianity and a minor in what is it? Biblical, language. biblical languages so he actually speaks when he says he speaks five Five languages or six, six now. Six. He speaks six languages. Some of those languages are languages we don't speak because <laughs> they're biblical languages. Two of, Two of them are dead languages. So while I was reading this book, there's on on the very first page of chapter five, three ninety five. Page three ninety five. Donald was talking to God and Neil. I'm sorry, Neil Donald Walsh was talking to God, and he said. He said, I humbly ask your help. And God's response was, you will always have it. We are friends. And when I read that, it made me go back to a lot of, see, my definition of a friend, see, Grace and Antonio are friends. I'm gonna tell you why. Because when you tell them you wanna do something and you're doing something the opposite of that, they check you on it. A true friend will tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. A true friend will direct you out of danger and into safety. So when he, when God said, you know, when he told Neil, go back. When he told Neil, you "You will always have it because Neil asked for his help. So you will always have it. We are friends. See, while I was taught one thing about God, deep down inside of me, I believe something different about Him. While I didn't have a personal relationship with him, he had a relationship with me. I was just too young, too dumb, and too blind to see it. I had my own car by the age of 17. I had a job at the age of 17. I had money at the age of 17 when other teenagers did not. I had a lot of freedoms.
4: by the- Say goodbye
1: That a lot of people deny. not. I put myself in a lot of situations where I know for a fact some people did not make it out of. I know. I used to tell people all the time, you can't tell me he don't exist. I just didn't have a personal relationship with him, but he's always been my friend. He's always looked out for me. He's always checked me when I needed help. He's always kept me alive. And that's true. He's always kept me alive. But the, but the first time I had time a, I had a conversation, conversation with them, Casting Casting. To license got revoked. could drive the car. I'm at the house, and I'm just sitting there. I can't hear. And that's when I realized. Okay. And that's when I realized. I was, and I was, it was still, it was still, I was sitting in my living room, all the lights were off. And I was like, how did I get to this point? Personally, I was a wreck. Financially, I was okay. Mentally and emotionally, I was all the way off. And I sat there. And I felt like for the first, that's the first time I'd ever heard him because I was sitting in silence. And it was like, he was like, okay, I finally got you where I need you to be. Still, so I can talk to you. And that's when I realized, okay, dude been trying to talk to me this whole time. I just wasn't listening. He's been a friend. He's always been there. I just wasn't listening. And that's when I really started understanding, okay, if you coming at me like this, that means I wasn't as bad as I thought. That means maybe you are the God people say you are. But at the same time, I still had that fear because you got to fear God. And in reading, in reading conversations with God, we, our fear in him determined our relationship with him. So once he got my attention, I no longer feared him like that. I feared him checking me like a parent would check a child, but I didn't fear going to him. And the more I read this book, the more I realized, man, he just want me to talk to him like I'm talking to (laughs) y'all. And he really is a friend. And I think not that i think i know growing up we're not taught god is a friend we are taught that he is this divine entity that we are to fear if we don't do right like prophet linson said earlier uh no and then even michelle no matter what you do you can't go to the movies you can't wear makeup you can't dress a certain way you can't act talk look or do anything because it's all a sin but god as i have been taught by a gentleman who has a master's he comes to you where you are every last one of us has a story where he came to you wherever you were wherever you were he came to you that's because he really loves you he really just wants you to come to him and talk to him and we've in this entire series books one two and now three he's telling you man look these people got me all messed up I am not who these people say I am. And the more I read it, the more I'm like, man, we really tripping. And it, it relieves some stress off of you because it's like the calm and how the conversation flows. It, it, it just makes you really sit back and think, man, this whole time, my my perception of God has been wrong. Go ahead, prophet, listen. The floor is yours. <laughs>
3: You know, so many times we, as people, we church, 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 church. And then to the point where God is trying to get our attention, but we got to go to church. We got to go to church. We got to go to church. Got to do this. Got to do that. Got to do that. Got to do this. And I just found out last year that all this churching, wasn't really what he wanted me to do and so I had to end up on my back Mm -hmm. for him to talk Mm -hmm. to me I had to end up 10 months in the nursing home for him to talk to me so so many times we go to church the preacher say we got to be the the preachers say, you're on the praise team. You're on the leadership team. And nothing's wrong with these things, but God is trying to speak. And what made it so bad, I'm just going to tell a little bit of it. And um, I'm not going to hold you long. I was on my way to church, and I called different people. And one person that I called, they said that we're not going to be there tonight. So the person that I usually call, I... um." they didn't never answer. So I said, oh, I got to be at church. I got to be at church because I got to open up. So I'm in my little wheelchair, my uh, electric wheelchair and I'm on my way to church. So end up almost by the viaduct, God says, go back. I didn't listen. Oh, I got to get to church, I got to get to church. I got to open up, end up getting hit by a car and um, the car flipped, flipped my wheelchair over. I broke my shoulder and I broke my humerus. Now I can't walk. Now I'm being taken care of by myself. But all of, I said all that to say this, so many times we get in a rush because we gotta to go to church because of what man say, but what is God saying?
6: Mm-hmm.
3: When God wants mm-hmm. to speak, he will get your attention. So laying in the bed on my back for 10 months. That's a lot of speaking and a lot of hearing that I heard. And now I'm in my rightful place. I just wanted to share that. No, thank you. Thank you for
1: sharing. Because I'm sure it's a lot of people that feel the same way you do. I promise you. Mm. Antonio said, too busy serving the church's people but not growing with God's spirit. That's what I did. Antonio said, because that's what he that's did. What I did. I
0: wasn't
1: talking about him. I was talking about me. He said, that's what he did. See, let me tell y'all something. I grew up in the church. You no, know, I... Those who grew up in the church know exactly what I mean. The only time I wasn't at the church was on a Monday. <laughs> Tuesday was adult, I like to sing, I'm 14, while there was not a children's choir, there was a young adult choir, so Tuesday, I was there for young adult choir, Wednesday, I was there for Bible study, Thursday, I was there for when we got a youth choir, I was there for youth choir rehearsal, Friday, it was whatever was going on, Saturday was praise dance, right back to Sunday, I grew up in the church. And before I got as involved in the church, my mama was involved in the church, always was in doing hospitality at whatever church we were at, always stayed late to count the money, came in early to get it set up. I was, uh, I was one of the, uh, altar pe altar children. So I grew up Baptist. So we used to get church started. You go up, you light the candles, you come down. And at the end, you go up, you put it out, you come down. I was in church, children's choir. We was always traveling. Everything I grew up in the church had not a lick of relationship with God. But somehow God was strong enough in me for me to understand that no matter what, I can go back to him. And I knew I had a problem. When I was having nightmares, and the only thing in my nightmare that I could say to protect myself from an attack was, "Now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep." I knew at that point I had a problem. I knew that if that was the only prayer I had, if that's the only line of defense that I had against attack. I had a problem. So I went back to to the church that the second church I grew up in. I've been a member of a total of three churches my entire life. I visited others but I've been a member of three. The first one I grew up in from when I was born up until I became a teenager, then from teenager to young adult and then from young adult to where I am today. Four churches, my apologies. I went back to the, I went back to one and I went to the pastor and I told him exactly what happened. And he said, my child, you need to read more. Not knowing that that was the answer me wanting something more than that because my spirit was craving God and I didn't realize it but I was taught to go to my leader and my leader will explain everything to me I didn't have to open my book so when he told me that I was like wait what you mean I gotta read you're supposed to tell me what to do you're supposed to teach me what to do I sit at your feet teach me the more I started asking God who are you God who are you God, who are you? He started answering me. Go to church. Go to church. Go to church. So I went. And I stopped going again. Because I was like, you know what? (laughs) I still ain't getting what I need. Like, I need somebody. I need somebody to talk to me. Like, I have questions. Who is God? Why does he do what he do? I have so many questions. So I was like, God, who are you? Like, how do I talk to you? How do I have a relationship with you? And I started telling him, God, you know this child, I need you to come talk to me because I can't take this, 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 the signs being thrown. I, I'm not catching the signs, I need you to talk to me. And then he led me to that man sitting right over there and said, Antonio T. Smith dream." When I tell you every question I ever had got answered. I wanted to know who God was. He said, read, <laughs> like the first one did. But because I grew up being taught, the teacher tells you, and mind you, this is indirectly taught because I'm watching everybody around me. Nobody, the only time we open the Bible is when he said, Go to this verse. So that's what I knew, but I didn't know you actually had to read for yourself. So to know that God just, that he's actually a friend, to know that he's actually a friend is the part that really just as you get older you start you they say you don't know him until you you build a relationship with him well if you're not taught from the beginning that you actually have to build a relationship with God then how do you actually build a relationship with him so i'm i'm grateful that he was so in me growing up that when i asked him Who are you? What is my purpose? Why am I even on this planet? He actually answered me by sending me to where I needed to go to get the answer. But then the more I read about him, the more I realize that God is not this scary punishment being. He's just really like a parent. Like he's really like a parent, he's really a friend. He wants what's best for you, but he's always with you. He'll never leave you. You know, in in, in our vernacular, he's literally a ride or die, <laughs> like literally. He will ride with you. He already died for us, but he's literally ride or die. So I I wanted to pose that question to everyone, like what, how has your perception of God changed from when you grew up and what you were taught versus how you are now? If there's anyone else who wants to answer that question, the floor is open. Because trust me, this I got a lot more because this book right here. Uh yeah. So <laughs> if anyone else wants to unmute, and please feel free to answer the question. Because it started off with, it's a question I always want to know: like, has anyone else felt how I felt? Like deep down inside, I knew there was more to God than what I was taught but because I was taught to fear God I never really just pushed towards him until I got older and stuff started happening and I'm really like okay you know what this is this is can't nobody tell me that he does not exist because there's no way I should be sitting here today so the floor is open if there's anyone else who would like to comment answer give us the floor is open Please feel free. How how has your how has how has your perception of God changed from being a child from the things that you were taught about God to what you have learned about God in your adulthood? How has your per- per- perception perception? <laughs> how has your perception changed? And the floor is open. Diana. Go ahead, Miss Susan. Yes, ma'am. For me, it's that
7: you can have a personal relationship with him. And I, I didn't know that, you know, as a child, when you said the difference of a child and, and now I, you know, I talk to God all through the day and I do a, my Bible study every morning. It, it's kind of what gets me going. And, you know, we're talking about, different bibles and trying to read i think when you get a study bible that has the good footnotes that you know you believe like i i use dr david jeremiah's study bible and so you know and i know that he has he's scholarly and he has studied it for you know 40 years or more but that that was the biggest thing for me that you can actually talk to god anytime and the holy spirit is there and and all that 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 has been a comfort and i think the older you get the more you feel that the, the more you grow in your relationship and i think the more you learn and the more you study and just make sure you stay in the word every day. And if you start out your day that way, um, you'll have a better day. When you don't, you know, you can get cranky. (laughs) (laughs) But when you start your day like that, especially now during these times, we, we really reach for everything. It's so stressful. that. There's so much unknowing right now, and mm-hmm. to have that relationship and that personal relationship is everything.
2: Yes,
1: ma'am. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Miss Susan. That personal relationship is everything. It.
4: I just hate that sometimes we
1: have. Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Miss Michelle.
4: I just want to say one thing that Susan said was key was we need to read the word of God every day. Pretty much all the answers that we have in life is in the word of God. And that's what people don't realize. Every answer you need from whatever situation you're dealing with. He got it all. He has it all covered. All the answers is in the word of God. So you mad at somebody? You want to kill (laughs) him? open up that book help me Jesus I need (laughs) help on that (laughs) you know um I mean just everything he covered it all so that's one good key thing you don't want you don't want to be ignorant on life you don't want to be ignorant as you go about this life so if you ever need a question answer all you got to do is just open up the book
7: Business, yes, sales, and marketing is in there
4: too. Uh,
1: Why you playing, Miss Susan? You absolutely right. Business, sales, and marketing is in the Bible. I'm just gonna open up my book and go on to the next one. With that being said, <laughs> so as I was reading, I came across another section that. Really caught my attention. It was it's actually two pages over, page
6: three
1: ninety seven, and I'm sorry, Antonio's <laughs> he over here cutting up. So I was, I was, I was reading in um, on three ninety on page three ninety seven. He brings up Lazarus, and so. Neil said, "Well, some people would say that it is," and he was talking about um, blasphemy. Like it's blasphemy that someone other than Christ has risen from the dead. That's what Neil said. My God, that's blasphemy. God said it's blasphemy that someone other than Christ has risen from the dead. He put it in question form, and so and Neil kneeled on the wash. Said, "Well, some people would say that it is God." then those people have never read the Bible. Neil, the Bible? The Bible says that people other than Jesus came back to the body after death? God, ever hear of Lazarus? Neil, oh, no fair. It was through the Christ power that he was raised from the dead. God, precisely. And you think that Christ power, quote, as you call it, was reserved only for Lazarus? One person in the history of the world? Neil, I hadn't thought about it that way. God, I tell you this, many have there been who have been risen from the dead. Many have there been who have come back to life. It's happening every day, right now, in your hospitals. Neil, oh, come on. Not fair again. That's medical science, not theology. God, oh, I see. God has nothing to do with today's miracles, only yesterday's. Neil, huh, okay. I'll give you the point on technical grounds, but no one has raised himself from the dead on their own like Jesus did no one can't no one has come back from the dead that way god are you sure neil well pretty sure and god goes on to say my Mah, ma Bab, okay babaji my i don't know who that is but god said we're not the he're he, okay why do we only think that god god's miracles are for yesterday and not today Why do we think he only performs miracles one time and one time only? And why do we think he can't perform those same miracles for us? Those are the questions I pose to everyone
8: this evening. Well, I answer the, to the best ahead. of my knowledge why people think that God's miracles, basically miracles, don't exist anymore. That's how God did it. Basically, God is done. And we're on our own. Because when we was, well, at least when I was raised up, they wanted to teach you, put the fear of God in you. They never taught you about the loving, caring God. It was always when you did something wrong, God going to get you. God going to get you. Want to scare you. And sometimes when you scare a kid, you scare him away from something instead of talking about them. People talk about God. They, don't, they didn't teach us about God. And we read the Bible like we're reading an old book or something that I wrote. There's something that happened back then. If I write a book, that was something that happened back then, you're looking at what's happening now. Oh, I just read that. Anthony did this, he did that. So you think about the, today. But you got to think, God is forever. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. And I think most people don't look at that. And they don't think, like, they can be blessed. They can be healed. Because for the most part, most people in self-denial, they feel not worthy. And that's the key to it when you love yourself. And that's why they say, hurt people, hurt people. We grew up around so much negativity in this world that we truly don't believe in God. You say you believe in him, but you go out there and try to fix the problem yourself. You get in God's way. And if God can be God, you can be God. You fixing it. Sometimes God said, if you gonna worry, then I'm going to sleep. So stop letting your head fall out in the sink. Stop stressing. Stop wearing that path you've been walking back and forth on and let God be God. It's trusting him. And a lot of times we say we trust God, but deep down inside, we don't. We try to fix it because it's in our nature to fix it instead of relying on him. That's why God will take something out of your life. he don't take it out of your life to hurt you. He take it out of your life to get your attention. And he get my attention different in a way he would get your attention. All of us different in, in the perspective, in some type of way. But God just want to be God. He wants you to depend on him. Totally depend on him. And when we get to talking about finances, people don't like talking about it. We're going to talk about tithe. People, oh, it's a off! It's all this here. Okay, just say you don't give it to the church. You can give it to somebody. But I think it was Phil said the other day when we were talking about tithe. It just shows you, it, it it gets rid of that greed. Because I don't care what you say. After the government take their part out your check, you look at it, you're like, God gotta understand this. Yeah, I got to understand, I'm gonna pay God, I'm gonna double up next paycheck. It never happened, it don't work like that. The government get theirs before you even see it, but you can't don't get God's this, head. Don't tell others,
0: man, don't tell all
8: this. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I, I'm speaking from experience, I can guarantee you I ain't the only person who think that way or thought that way. I'm gonna pay, uh, I'll get you, calculate your check, and okay, I'm just gonna double up next time. Come on now, get God, like Jesus said, get Caesar was his and get God was his.
1: All right, Anthony, thank you. Thank you, Anthony, because you, it's something, oh, did I say, it's something you said. He said plenty, he, he said plenty but it, it was something particularly he said, you know what, it, it wasn't meant for me to come back to it just yet. But thank you, thank you, Anthony Lee, for sharing that because, yeah, I, I used to do
2: that too, be like, yeah, I'm a double up
1: <laughs> Go ahead, Ms. Andrea. Mm-hmm.
2: Now I'm. I was just sitting here listening to everybody, and how I was raised was different. Growing up in the military, at one point, you know, I was dealing with a mother from a Baptist background and a father that was from Kojic. So young I was. I was. It was a tug of war on who was going to church because my grandfather unfortunately, as evil as he was, was a pastor. So for me, when you say, well, God is a parent, well, with the parents that I had growing up, don't give me that scenario. Because I grew up where my grandfather was a Kojic pastor, but was was evil as hell. A father that was an ordained elder and was an abusive alcoholic. I had an uncle who was a pastor who struggled with homosexuality. So I grew up being the oldest grandchild, being the oldest child, oldest niece, I saw a lot growing up. So for me, I had to find out God for myself because I had a afflicted way of growing up. I knew the word, I read it for myself. I knew God was my friend and God was this, but when you try to say God is a parent, but hell, I just pulled my dad off. My mom, he came home drunk, spent up the paycheck and I'm playing referee because they're sitting out here fighting in the yard. But then my dad is getting up the next morning preaching. The hell? Really? So for me, I had to really just get away from church. I haven't been to church for a while, but I have to say that I've been closer with him not being in church than I was in the church. Because when you try to say walk by faith and not by sight, I was in a church where I give, you're, you're seeing what I'm giving. And my thing was is that I went from one extreme to the other. Growing up, we had one-on-one relationships with our pastors, I hated it because it was all Elder White didn't do that. Okay, okay, this is what I dealt with. But then I went from one extreme. I said, well, let me go to this big church. Let me go to the Potter's house. Been following Bishop Jake since he was in West Virginia because my pastors and we lived overseas was actually under him at one time. But then I was a number. But when I needed help, you couldn't help me. We'll pray for you, but see, when you start seeing, seeing those tithes and all of a sudden, you know my name, you're calling and everything else. So for me, it was just the politics of church and everything else where I just like, if this is what it's about, I don't want it. You know, me and God had that conversation. I'd be like, God, what the hell, really? I don't get this. This is how I talk to him. They're like, you cussing? Hey, God, he knows it. that he knows my heart. He knows me. He knows that when I get to that point, then I'm like, okay, what the hell is really going on? Now you're telling me to pay my tithes, but they turn out my lights. You're telling me I need to do this, but I'm about to get evicted. So what am I supposed to do? But then you want me, and then I'm seeing growing up, you know." my parents robin peter paypal trying to look a certain way i have an uncle that's six feet under now because you didn't want to battle your demons but you're quick to talk about everybody else and your secrets caught up with you and you end up getting killed so for me i had to just really just like okay i had to step back and when i say the last two years is when i really had just came into okay, this is what God is for me. Do I go to church? No. But does he know me? I talk to him every day. Talk to him just like I talk to you. I can be sitting in my car and be like, okay, God, what are what, what we, what we doing today? What do you want me to do? And my thing was is that there are certain things that were, called, that were spoke of in my life. Growing up in the evangelical church, we were always one of two black families in the church. So this is how I grew up. I didn't see black church until we come home to visit but to know that i was spoken it seemed like when a word was spoken over me when i was eight years old it seemed like after that all hell broke loose in my life it's almost like satan knows okay we're gonna see it we can take you out i don't battle depression ptsd anxiety rape abuse everything else but you have to get to that point to where it's just like okay you have to just Wipe everybody out. At one point, I did not deal with my family. I'm like, unless I call you, I'm good. Leave me alone. And I had to really get in that cocoon and just really search, pray, cry, cuss, whatever I had to do to find out who he was for me. And I know who he is for me. Now you may not agree with it, but okay, that's you. But that's like me going into your house telling you how to have a relationship with your husband. I'm not going to do that. So if I'm not going to your house to tell you how to do your relationship, don't come over here and tell me how to do mine. And that's why I had to just put my foot down. And I'm like, it is what it is. But it took me a while to get to that point. But yeah, I got there. So.
1: I thank you. I just. I thank you. Seriously. <laughs> but, God, man, God, man. Because, because you okay, so Antonio said he said the same thing when it came to, and give me, give me one second, Miss Tanya and Prophet Linsome. I'm gonna get I'm I'm coming to y'all. But he said the same thing because he didn't grow up with parents. No. So, so so you so you can tell him God, you can bring God to him as a father. You can bring God to him as a parent. So I thank you because there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way you do. Don't, don't, don't come to him, to you. He became he, you had growing up, you saw one thing you had to pull away and be like, okay, look, let me figure this out for myself. And then once you figure it out, it's like, okay, so that's, that's, that's what it really is. Like y'all sitting here. I thank you for being transparent and for speaking because you just helped somebody else because it's, it's, there are so many people out there just like you who have seen god what i was taught god was in a certain view and it's like i don't want how to do it if that's what if that's what god is i don't want that i don't want that at all that can stay way over there way over there yeah.
2: but for Way over that, you know, and so I'm yeah, you... dealing yeah, dealing with racism. With the, the evangelicals, yeah. Dealt with racism. And it is like now my mom was like, like our pastors and when we lived in Abilene, oh my God, some of the stuff that pastor I said, you just not realizing that man was a racist. Come on. Not everything that says a pastor, evangelist, prophet. You can't judge a fruit, but you can judge a fruit by by the. You can't judge a tree, but you can judge a tree by its fruits. So you keep thinking, and you know, and like I said, you have to get to that point to where you just have to just shut everybody else out because they're gonna keep people. I'm like this. Opinions are like bullet holes. Everybody got one, and sometimes it's just you got to keep it to yourself. And I think that's the problem with social media today because everybody's out there got opinions, but I guarantee you, whatever you say on social media, come say it to my face. You won't. But I will. <laughs> so. Yes, ma'am. But thank you, Miss. Thank
1: you yeah. very much for your transparency. Seriously, you you helped somebody on this. <laughs> Kira says I like her. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you very much. I'm... you. Yeah. Because of how you were brought up, your perception of God was different until you got older and found Him for yourself. I, I, I promise you, it's crazy. Go ahead, Miss Tanya, then after Miss Tanya, Prophet linsome
6: Um, I just wanted to say the question you posed about him, like God doing miracles, and was it just for miracles back then? But He do miracles every day. Um, in our everyday life, and I just wanted to say, like this. Over the last year, God has shown himself so mightily in my life and what he's done with my husband because he was so near death. Like, he wasn't eating for, like, three or four months. He wasn't eating. And he was already doing that little rattle thing. Like, Like I said about Lazarus, you know, getting up out of the grave. And I'm like, well, it's not going to be Lazarus, it's going to be your husband. He has his own story to tell, and I'm going to raise him up. This is his own story that he's going to get up and he's going to tell himself. So um, just the whole process of, um, you know, the Lord dealing with me, and I, I love him even the more through the process. I love God more, and in return, I love my husband even the more, through even though the trials and the tribulation of, you know, him going through what he was going through, it brought us closer with God and with each other um, through this whole ideal. Like, he's about to get up and start walking to him. Like, it looked real bad. Like, they thought he was going to be gone. Like, he had infection all through his body. Like, it was so high. His white blood cell count was so high. They said he wasn't going to make it. And then they just did his blood on Friday. And they said they, there's not a drop. I mean, a drop of infection in his body. So I know that there ain't nothing but God. Like, God is a, who else? Could have done that. Like all the times I didn't cry, secretly cried and nobody know about like there's a lot of stuff people don't know, but God knows. God knows. People don't know, but God does. And he sees those times that you know, he sees those times that we think nobody else knows, but God does. So, you know, I just yes, I believe that he does miracles every day. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to say about that.
1: Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing with us. And congratulations, sending love to you and your husband, because I remember you telling us that story as well. So it's amazing how everyone's perception of God changes. Everyone has a different relationship, but a relationship nonetheless. Each and every one of you have a story he can he you have your own journey to finding him and each person's story helps somebody because i promise you miss andrea (laughs) you go you go save somebody's life somebody's going to hear your story and they're gonna be like for real because nobody we don't we we learn from the people around us we learn by watching others until we get old enough to understand oh i don't have to listen to you i can go find out for myself mm-hmm. and when we go and find out for ourselves we're like seriously like all this time i've been told i had to be in a church house when i could have sat in my house and had a one-on-one conversation with you all by myself
2: and the thing is that i think people will have to understand is that it's not easy because I had to go against the norm because dysfunctional was my norm for so long that I had to go against the grain to be a better mother to my daughter. It's almost like that sandpaper. You got that rough piece of wood that you got to keep sanding. And keep sanding until they become smooth. And you got to sand it against the grain. And I'm saying that I arrived because I always have to go back and be like, oop, I nicked myself. If you go back and sand some more because that area <laughs> I thought I had buffed out and I didn't. So I think that's the thing that people have gotten away from for church is that we're still human. They have put, they have tried to put a spirituality on it when it's it's not. It's pseudo spirituality is what they've put on it. And they have to understand is that we're still human, but it's what you do after. Whatever emotions you gotta go through, don't sit and wallow in it, use it as a stepping stone and keep pushing. I think that's where the church is missing, that they don't want to show their vulnerability, show their weaknesses. That's why you got all these pastors and prophets getting caught up in sex trafficking and everything else. So it's like, be real it is, be real. But until the church is real, it's gonna keep being the controversial place that it is now. And that's why I refuse to have anything to do with it because that's not how I live. I live transparently because I want to be able to help somebody else. That's how I try to live my life. And thank you
1: because you can't, (laughs) I I say it all the time, but I think some people miss it you can't have a testimony without a test and your testimony of you making it through the test is what helps you Antonio teaches us all the time Jesus didn't save anybody with his words he didn't save anybody with his miracles he didn't save anybody when he was born he didn't save anybody when he was at the synagogue and his mama sent him home he didn't save anyone until he had the scars to show That's when he saved people. Our and and I and like you said, it's not easy. The, one of the, the biggest things about living the living, having the Christ attitude or living as Christ did is that we have we we go through these things and people look at us like we're crazy, but it's it's like no. You won't, you won't see me until you see the scars that have healed. You won't see me until you hear my story. Because we don't we don't save people with words, we save people with action. And the only way, and we save people with love, and the only way you heal someone with love. And how do you love someone? You see what they're going through. You can associate with what they're going through and you say, you know what, I've been there, I've done that. Let me love you back to hell. Let me love you back to life. Let me help you because I've been there and I've done that and nobody's going to listen to you until they see your scars too. Don't nobody want to follow somebody that's perfect. Antonio tells us that all the time. Don't nobody want to follow... We like superheroes because they have weaknesses. No matter how strong they are, they still have weaknesses. And so he said, we like God because he has weaknesses. We are his biggest... Yeah, we are his weaknesses that's why i follow you (laughs) we are his weakness we are his weakness think about it why do you think why do you think lucifer has an issue with god because we are his favorite we are his favorite we are his we are god's (laughs) cryptonite. But Prophet,
3: listen. Go, go ahead, Prophet. <laughs> yeah, two things, right quick. The first thing is, yes, I do believe that he is still where Americans now because of what I've told you. But also, I didn't have not my head ran over by a car. I've been thrown off of a car. I um, <laughs> I uh, fell off a second story building. So and I got the scars to prove it. So, you know, I tell people I've been in my own little war, you know, all these things that happened to me is a miracle. And I like what Miss, Um Andrea said, right now, we're having church. The Bible says, never fail to assemble yourself together with the saints, in the house of God with the saints. Right now, we're having church. You may not have on the tie, you may not have on uh, 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 your hat, or you may not have on your little um, bonnet and all those things that, you know, we go to wear as the apostolic and the Kojig do. But right now we're having church. This day is being recorded. This day is being recorded. So it's not all about being in the temple. It's good to go, but what is it when you can't go? Like me, I'm flat on my back right now. Gotta have a hoary lift to pick me up and put me in my wheelchair. But I'm grateful that I still can have church. And like Andrea's, uh, glory, I'm sorry. No, King, no Dra- you go
0: to glory, sir. You go ahead and let it out you now. Get it out you now.
3: And like Andrea said, when you had that talk, gotta speak. And see so many times that, you know, he he, he he is a God of love, but he's also a God of wrath. And he will let you know, okay, you're doing wrong and you need to get it right. So in the midst of all of that, I just wanted to say we're having church right now. Somebody could be in California, somebody could be in West Virginia, somebody could be in North Carolina. We're all, we're all having church. And one thing about it, there's not one person in a pulpit, but we're still having church. That's what I wanted to say.
8: Preach, Thank my you, brother. Bobby. Yes.
1: Thank you. Go ahead, okay. Susan. Go ahead.
7: I am in tears right now. Um, this is what it's all about, what happened just I had to step away. Um. My car, the battery died in the car, probably from lack of using so much here. And I have to go get signatures by an officer at the bank to finish my mom's account to finally close it out. And it has to be done and there's pressure. Um, So I went out to the car and it didn't work. Well, I called someone from our Bible study who's always been there from. And he is a radiologist, works with COVID patients, everything at Brower General Hospital. He's an amazing guy and lovely wife. And he got off work at eight and showed up here to work on the car. And, you know, he brought a battery and the key kept honking, the the horn kept going off. So I had to take the key and drop it, you know, around the corner so he could get it. He's very safe about everything. Um, And he's got a charger on it tonight. And so before he left, he wanted, we prayed, he wanted to do a prayer over that everything would be successful, that it would work, that I'd be able to get my business done and that all, all the things. And that ladies and gentlemen, is what it's all about. Real life, to stop whatever you're doing and, and pray with someone right at that moment for whatever situation you are in at that moment.
1: Thank you so much for sharing with Susan. We are all hugging you. We love you so much. <laughs> you have no clue. <laughs> Thank you, but you're all right. You're all right. In it That's one of the things that we are not taught as children. Church is anywhere. Church is, church is, this is church. We are church, but we are, we are taught. Miss, Miss Andrea, I'm so sorry. Cause your, you, you, <laughs> your story. I'm so sorry. Cause I just, you, you, I've known people, we call them, you You call them like the, the preacher's kid, but not really understanding what the preacher kid actually goes through, not understanding what's going on. Like, we, I thank you, because you are literally going to save somebody's soul, seriously, because the way, how we grew up as children, like, in for example, Antonio grew up with no parents. No parent at all, so you can't tell me God was not with this boy <laughs> 24/7 for him to be able to survive from the age of five to the age of 14 living on his own. The time when we're supposed to be learning our ABCs, playing, being children, he was being molested, raped, had to figure out how he's going to feed himself, had to figure out how he's going to go to school how he's going to clothe himself? he literally had to be an adult at the age of five. And he's sitting in front of us today. There's no way you can tell me that God doesn't exist, that God doesn't take care of us no matter where we are, no matter who we are, no matter how we grew up. But we are taught God only cares for the, the saved. But who are the saved actually? God only cares for the ones who walk into a building every single day but what example are they really showing us? And we grow up being broken Christians, breaking more Christians and pushing people out of the church, when in all honesty, the church is not God. That's, and the more I study, the more I read and the the conversations with God completely just flipped a whole lot of stuff for me. We don't need a building. We don't need a building. We just need each other. The more and more I read, the more and more I realize that God just wants us to love each other. He's not requiring us to walk into a building. He's not requiring us to do the things that we're taught we're supposed to do. But what he is requiring us is to seek him and love each other. That's it. So our perception growing up versus how who God really is, there's so much confusion and it it began before we were even thought of. Because if you actually read, he was having a conversation with Jeremiah. What did I do? Why why do they do why do they treat me how they treat me? Was I that bad? Did I was I that wrong? That even the teachers don't mention my name. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, dude. Like we, we we have completely tarnished the image of God for everybody to a point where that is why, whether we want to believe it or not, Christianity is not the t- number one religion in the world. Spirituality is not Christianity. And that's what we 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 take a religion. an an organization, and we raise it up. God talks about ideology in the Bible. Don't idolize the people, places, or things above me. But we do that to the church every day. Like we literally sit down and we idolize a building, but we don't praise the God that we're supposed to be praising, but we do everything for that building. We do everything uh, for the man standing in the pulpit.
2: But no, we they don't idolize actually, about being blessed. That's what they're doing. They idolize about being blessed. They idolize about trying to give an appearance of being blessed. pseudo blessing. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. But we don't care nothing about God himself, though. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> the one that's You too You, you too you, you worried about God bless you with a BMW and you, 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 you and your husband is beating the the hell out of you at home. You you trying to give a certain appearance. You like, give me, I want a second um, vacation home and you're not even a good steward over your first home because you're trying to give an appearance. And that's where to me, church is missing.
4: Well, I have to agree with you on that. because. I will definitely say COVID has shown COVID, God has used COVID to separate the wheat from the tear when it comes to church. Mm-hmm. We know who's real and we know who's not real. So, you know, he's had COVID has tested everybody's faith in the exactly. church to see if you walk, walk by faith and not by sight. Not knocking mm-hmm. anything on COVID, but if you say I am healed because God's word and I have faith, well, then have faith that you won't catch COVID. Have faith to know that COVID ain't gonna stop you from continuing to praising the Lord.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you can have Lord. faith, but you also gotta have common sense
4: too. I understand, but everybody's different. But everybody's, everybody's, different. Ha- it's a, it's everybody's a level, different. It's a level. It's various levels of faith. Yeah, like that I will is. say. There's there's various levels of faith. So that's where it comes in at. But I yes. will say that COVID has definitely um, set the church technically back in order. So what we was taught wrong back then can't mm-hmm. be taught wrong today.
2: Oh yeah. He's exposing and, and letting things be seen. And right now the church's slip is, being, is showing. And it's like, okay, it's showing. What are you going to do to correct it? I, if you haven't read the books,
1: please read them. And there's another book I recommend too. It's called "The Mission of
0: God."
1: It's a different. <laughs> Antonio said that's a different kind of book. <laughs> he said it's a it's a scholar's book. I, it just conversations with God opens up so much. It it. It gives you freedom, to me, to me, as I've read it. It has given me freedom because it really just, a lot of things that we were taught, It, it maybe it's just me, but y'all help me out with this. As I'm reading this book, there, I've never questioned this book like i've questioned the bible knock me if you want to but i'm gonna tell you why there's i there there is so much this book feels more real to me than the than parts of the bible because i believe this 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 is this is who god is to me He is a friend. He is a conversationalist. He will talk to you. He will work it out if you just sit and listen to him. But one of the reasons why I'm even, you have to have the mind of a child when it comes to God. You really do. Me. And I think my child's mind allows me to see that God is not this revenge crazed destroy the earth being that I was taught he was he's the I got your back I love you no matter what I'm here for you God that I've read about when i done my personal reasons go ahead Corey oh <laughs> and the more I read the more I read the more I am confident in my relationship with him because while I was in church every day I was afraid of God but like Ms. Andrea said she she left so and that's when she learned about God I left but he told me, "Go back, and I was like, "What you talking about? Like that's a whole hour, that's a whole hour from where I live god i'm not I'm not traveling like that. Like what you mean? Drive all the way down to Galveston from Missouri City. What you mean? Drive all the way to Galveston from Clute, and if y'all from this area, that's an hour drive. one way. He told me to drive two hours to get the answers that I needed. I was like, man, I'm not doing that." <laughs> I'm not doing that but I kept asking questions he will answer you when when he when he gets you where he needs to get you he will answer your questions he and this is my relationship with him because everybody has a different relationship with him Miss Andrea has a different relationship Michelle has a different relationship Tanya Grace Miss Carol, LaVon, Anthony, Miss Susan, Antonio, the prophet, Kiara Corey, everyone, Mr. Phil, everyone has a different relationship with him because he meets us where we are. And that's the one thing about God that they don't teach us. But that's the one thing about this book that teaches us. He meets you where you are. When this book, when, when Neil first started, he was writing a letter of pure rage going off on God. And the moment he got tired, that's when God was like, okay, so do you want me to answer your questions or were you just bitten? Let me know which one so I know how to proceed. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what that to me, that's how that conversation went. God meets you where you are. You don't have to be the holy of the holy of the holy for him to come to you. He comes to you when you are at your most broken you're most beaten the lowest that you've ever been and you don't know where to look that he comes to you even there he comes to you if you are in the dirt he comes to you if you whatever you're doing he comes to you where you are and that's the one thing they don't teach us but that's the one thing that this book says he comes to you where you are so if you're in your bed crying every day from depression, he's going to come to you there. If you out in the club doing whatever it is you do, drugs, sex, violence, whatever it is, he's going to come to you where you are. If you're sitting alone in your house with all the lights out because you just can't stand the essence of another person, he comes to you where you are. God comes to you where you are, and that's what they don't teach us.
3: Go ahead, prophet. You said a mouthful right there. Um, one time I backslid, and um, I was going to bingo and all uh, like, that. You know, bingo is wrong, and the eyesight of God according to man. Um, I'm not saying this wrong now. I just don't do it now. But um, I was going to bingo you know, hanging out with the ex-wife, trying to please the ex-wife, and I went to my aunt house, my great aunt house, and we were talking. She said, now this is uh, a person that was strictly Baptist, and um, she really didn't believe in prophets. She didn't believe in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, and all of that, but she said to me one day, I was sitting in her home and she said to me are you in church yet? I said no. She said to me you told me that God called you. You told me God called you as a minister. God called you as a prophet. So what are you doing about it? That was telling me to get back in my place. Sometimes God can use a person that you don't believe He can use. And that shocked me because, I mean, it was like a smack right dead in the face for God to use her like that and, and this woman don't believe what I believe in. So I knew there had to be God to speak to her. So God will speak through her, excuse me. So God will speak in the... And going through with just, uh, wow, just going through now, it's been a year and a year and five days that I've been on my back now. And it's to the point now that God has shown me so much, God has spoken so much, and to the point that you know, you was talking earlier about the church and how that so many times we get caught up with the church and we lost the whole point of God. We lost the whole point of the relationship. And I think there's a, a Latin word that's called kunania, which means fellowship. Uh, we lost all that because of man and what man said you got to do. You got to do it this way. You got to pay uh, $200 for your license, and you don't have your license only but for a year. If I'm called, why should I have to pay for something that I'm already called for? That means that you put me at this position but not God. Because I truly believe that if... God has called you in this position. He called you in this position to be something for somebody else, not for a money scheme or a money plan. And I'm not saying that money is not important, but it is. But I'm saying when you only got your license for a year and then you gotta renew it again, you gotta renew it again, you gotta renew it again. But the main thing is God can't speak to you and through someone else to you.
1: Thank you very much, Prophet, for sharing that with us. And I think that's what we, Hmm. okay, so Mr. Smith, I'm about to say something, correct me if I can get out of line. But I think that's where that's where we get hit too because yes God uses people to bless us but if we are not educated on God we'll follow the wrong people and in doing that we get a completely different perception of God that's not true
4: say that again just say that again don't know God say that again you correct
1: <laughs> because it's like like Miss An- like Miss Andrea said earlier what she saw people were following but nobody really knew but if they had a relation if they had a true relationship with God they would have seen what she saw
4: and a spirit of discernment
1: so prophet you are on point god uses people to help you but at the same time if you don't know if you don't have that relationship with god you'll follow the wrong person i promise you i would not be sitting here if my desire for god wasn't as strong as it was I got tired of the people telling me who he was and I didn't know where to begin to look for him because I didn't believe a word that was written in the Bible. I'm being honest with you. I didn't believe a word in the Bible. I didn't believe what people was telling me because to me everybody lying. You all teaching from the same book and I don't believe the book so why should I believe you? At this point in time I need to know for myself because at this point I need to have a conversation with him by myself. I need to be I need a straight connect to the man himself because at this point y'all ain't, i keep asking questions and nobody can give me the straight answer where do i look where in the bible do i read what book do i start with could nobody tell me i have well you start in revelations you start here i want to know about god so where do i begin well you start here and you start there i want to know about god where do i begin And because my desire to know who he was and not what people were telling me, not who people told me he was, he led me to somebody who studied for himself, learned for himself, questioned like I questioned. So it drove him (laughs) to learn for himself. He sent me to the one person who could teach me how I needed to be taught. God gives you what you need when you need it. He puts the people in your life that, that he meets you where you are. I needed somebody to teach me, not in a, okay, so today in this particular verse, this is what we're, no, 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 sir, book, pastor, reverend, bishop, whoever you are, I need to know who God is. I know what he did. I can, I can, I can tell you all the stories about what he did who is he is what I want to know I want to know who he is so I know how to have a relationship with him you you can't follow anybody and I had to teach a lesson one time and I was going back and forth with Antonio who is also my pastor and who was trying to tell me are you gonna let me lead you like I'm supposed to or are <laughs> you going to fight me on this? Because he was saying, apart, a part, there was a, there was one end there where you have to sit at the feet of the teacher to learn. I had a problem with that because you can't sit at everybody's feet. You cannot sit at everybody's feet because not everybody teaches with a God consciousness. Not everybody teaches with a Christ consciousness. They teach with a me person. They teach with, with a me consciousness. This is what I want to teach you because this is what I was taught, what was taught and what my ancestors was taught and what my ancestors was taught and what my ancestors was taught. And at this point in time, I just don't want any slavery taught pastor. I want to know who he is. And I went, and he said, Okay, so are you going to listen to me? He said, The same passion that you have, use that. You can't go to everybody. And that's why I love conversations with God because it's like, I feel like he's talking to me. I feel like he's answering my questions. I, Neil asking him the questions that I would ask. Is there a hell? What about the 10 commandments? What about this reincarnation stuff? Can we talk about that? <laughs> like he, he and if you, if you read, he goes into that. He talks about like, how do you truly be happy? It's on you. Your happiness is your responsibility, not the responsibility of the people around you, and it says that in the book. I'm paraphrasing, but it's it now? But don't don't mind me. That's just me. Miss Michelle, the floor is yours. I see your hand is up. Go ahead.
4: Oh, I just wanted to say something that um, you know we keep saying. But the main conversation and the main focus is how everybody has experienced to where they had to um, find God for themselves and stop going to church. And you know, the perfect person in the Bible that had the same experience that we go through today is Paul. Paul met Jesus on the road of Damascus. Paul was the killer of all the Christians. And God had to call out to him and show him, I'm gonna use you, the zeal that you got from killing and hurting my people, I'm gonna use that same zeal for you to, and teach you how to teach my people. And it's not like mentioned in the Bible, but if you study the Bible, when Paul was blind and God sent him to, um, to one of the um, people, I can't think of the name. It was there, and he prayed for Ananias, right? And he prayed for him, and the scales was taken off of Paul's eyes, and he was able to see. But at some point in time, Paul had to God, you know, put Paul in exile and taught him himself. You know, it doesn't say it in the Bible, but if you do your study, you'll show that it was one point from point the time that he received his sight to the time he started preaching the word and the people were nervous because they was like, who is this person teaching the word of God? And he was the same person that killed. So Paul is a great example of, you know, as an example of the person that just had to be taught by God himself to see the truth.
1: Thank you. Go ahead, Mr. Phil.
5: Um, This is, by the way, Neil Donald Walsh has a book called Friendship with God. There's actually what that's one of his books. I don't know if it's with or six books, but this is his last book, Making the Daring Decisions to Be Who You Truly Are, The Essential Path. And Let me read the landing. We can make the daring decisions to declare ourselves to be here it is spiritual beings manifesting physically in one essence manifesting individually. And then at the end, he says, I'll leave you now with a parting thought from the more contemporary source, my sweet friend and wonderful wise and fellow integrated person, Eckhart Tolle. In the stillness of your presence, you can feel your own formless and timeless reality as the unmanifested life that animates your physical form. You can then feel the same life deep within every other human being and every other creature. You look beyond the veil of form and separation. This is the realization of oneness. This is love. Thank
1: you, Mr. Phil, thank you very much. I don't have anything to follow that. Just to feel you always do that. You just come in and drop a mic. <laughs> but thank you. Thank you because I am grateful for Neil Donald Walsh. I truly am because he, for people like me, for people like us, he. He really just just says, "Look, let me help y'all out." I had a conversation with God, and this is how it went. <laughs> so, Mr. Phil, thank you for always bringing your knowledge, your awareness, and your intellect to us and helping us. Because between you and Antonio, y'all really leave us with things to think about. You really do. Ms. Andrea, Miss Andrea, I want to thank you. Andrea? Uh, Andrea. Andrea, thank you. I'm so sorry. Ms. Andrea, thank you for your transparency. Thank you very much because you have truly helped somebody and whoever goes back and watches this, they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, man, I'm so happy she said something because I've been battling with this and now I know. So, thank you for your transparency. Ms. Michelle, thank you for your transparency on this evening as well. Ms. Susan, thank you for sharing with us. Prophet, thank you for sharing with us. Mr. Anthony Lee, thank you for sharing with us. I do not feel that I am qualified to close us out on this evening. We've had church on this evening, so I've asked our leader, our founder, if he could close us out on this evening, Mister
0: Smith. Yes. <laughs> after oh, after listening to everything that everyone has said, it has been fantastic. I guess the best closeout for this is a challenge to you that would should first come with a revelation from all. Oh. And that revelation should be stop worshiping God and start being God on earth. There's a big difference here, okay? <clears throat> you were created, just all great religions, to not worship or not just worship with God, but to rule with God. And you can't rule with God being offended at gays, being offended at Muslims, being offended by church hurt. Because everything that we are upset with, God is not. And I think what is more relevant here is let's identify all the great things that make God, God and let us become all those great things on earth. Stop waiting to be a spirit floating in heaven for your perfection, because the perfection time is now. The perfection time is while you are a black woman on earth. The perfection time is now while you are a white woman, a Hispanic woman, it's now because God ain't coming to fix this, you are. It was foretold to you that information. It was said, you're going to do greater things than me. And so we shouldn't wait. You now, this is not an indictment to any of us because nobody said anything wrong. This is more of a challenge to all of us to recognize that, you know, people just get to be what they are. And we get to still love and appreciate them even when we don't like what they're doing. Now, while that may be hard for some to swallow, I want all of you to think about all the things that you have done that you would not like if you were God. It's quite a bit, isn't it? It's quite a bit. So before you rush to disagreement, Just know that. We've done stuff God has still loved us for. Okay, Let's rewind a little bit. Maybe I did not draw a. A path properly. We've done a lot of every time I ever slept in the wrong bed. God looked at me and loved me. I ain't talking about it with you, Andre. I'm just talking. You ain't did this. I know you saved. But as for me, I know how to sin. You understand? I'm good at that. Oh, I am a chief sinner. I'm real good at that. And every time I've done it, God was right there while I was doing it. Never outside. Always both inside and outside. Always. Always both inside and both outside. And let me tell you something. I've done some garbage. And God never turned God's face up at me. And I think that's our job here on earth. Our job is to look at Antonio and say, you know what? You've done some garbage. But you don't have to apologize. Let me love you. You are absolutely deplorable right now. You are unworthy of my love. Therefore, I'm going to lavish it on you, which is how Paul describes the righteousness of God being bestowed upon man from the sacrifice of the lamb who is Christ is how Paul would describe that. Paul says, Michelle, you don't deserve love. Therefore, Christ is going to throw it on you. There's a scholarly word for that. It's called imputation. That's the scholarly word for it. I'm going to push on you what you could never earn yourself. Help me somebody. You can't earn it. Think about the audacity of us to think that we can earn grace. That's like the antithetical definition of what grace is. You don't don't earn grace. No. So in conclusion, I believe, wow. From my reading and experience and my many failures, I know that I wouldn't have been in that trash can that long had adults been God. Mm. I know for sure that had adults been God, I would not have been in that trash can that long. I know for sure, had I stepped into my Godness as a child, I wouldn't have been in that trash can for so long. So, my conclusion to you before I challenge you is stop worshiping and start being something worthy of God's worship two different things. All your action is going out. But the truth is, I'm looking to you to see how can I get to know the gods you keep talking about? How do I know you're different from your father, Antonio? Because I can't tell you different until you show me. I'm not judging you as Andrea said. It's just a tree. That's some fruit. That fruit's a banana. That's called observation. It's not judgment. It's observation. But at the same time, Until I show Andrea I'm different, I'm not. But if I slide up in her DMs right now, what's up, baby? What's happening? Michelle looking good. I heard you say you're in Texas. (laughs) And I'm not too different, am I? That's fair. So, in conclusion, don't just worship God, rule with God. Now, if you think that's Inappropriate, that was the whole point of Garden of Eden. There's a Greek word for it, it's called acons. Um, it's it, it meant uh, Adam was to rule. Hey, Adam, I created you name it. Help me, somebody. I created him, you govern it. Have dominion is what was told, and subdue is what the command was. We were supposed to rule with God. We get all God in our egos and rule as God. And then we try to put people in hell when we deserve to go to it ourselves. So my challenge, I said conclusion, here's my challenge. Let's actually be God on earth. What is God? And all of you would say love. So how about I love my weed smoking compadre? How about I love the gay person I have a problem with or anybody in that community? How about I love the racist man who don't love me? Can I push it deeper, Andrew? Can I push it deeper? How about I love Trump even though he don't love me? Mm, They ain't like that one. They ain't like that one. They ain't like that one. Just because he don't have your vote don't mean he shouldn't have your love. Mm. These are two different things. Keep your vote, but don't ever withhold your love. The world would be a better place if we actually became God on earth. Last thing I'll say, don't tell me we can't have heaven on earth when the Iranian man has it in my neighborhood. It's called a gas station. I don't need to die and go to heaven to get blessed The Arabic man got blessed right here. Put a corner store in my neighborhood. I can't even go in there with a backpack on. Mm -hmm. There are many different cultures that have, I'm not even talking to you. I'm just talking to black folk right now. There are many different cultures that have their heaven on earth. We've been taught through slavery. We got to die to get it. God delivering me from the gospel that tells me everybody get to get heaven but me until I die. yeah
1: I thank each and every one of you for joining us. Oh, go ahead, Anthony.
8: I was just going to say, wow, my jaw just dropped. Yes. <laughs> go ahead. Wow. I want
1: to thank each and every one of you for joining us this evening. I'm grateful that each of you consider this a safe place to be able to be transparent and actually speak and be yourself. Thank each and every one of you for sharing with us this evening and I'm looking forward to seeing you all next week. Next week we're doing eight 10, 11, and 12. Count. <laughs> next week we're doing chapters 9, 10, 11, and 12. I, yeah but thank you thank each and every one of you i hope you all have an amazing
4: prosperous evening yes ma'am miss michelle what can you tell everybody what book you're going coming from because I, I think we have some movies in here today so where we get all this information um, from
1: yes i'm gonna turn off my virtual background so y'all can actually see it conversations with god and we're in book three. So I go next. Yes, sir, you do go next. Go tell me when. Okay, I'll let you know tonight. We're in Conversations with God, and we're in book three. And our next book, the next couple of books, Mr. Antonio Tisma Jr. will be teaching. So I hope y'all ready for that one because, uh, yeah. But thank each and every one of you for joining us on this evening. From the words of our CEO and our founder. You can plant better and you can dominate. Y'all have a great night. I'm giving all of y'all ear hugs. Rest well and let's hit tomorrow running. Good night, everyone.
0: Bye.
8: We love you. Love
1: you, love too, you too, man. Baby.
0: Appreciate you. All right.